Hey everyone, my name is Adam and welcome to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. At the end of today's episode, please take a minute and download our free Chestnut Ridge app. It has all our recent message content and more. You can also head to theridge.church to get information on service times and get info on everything going on here at the Ridge. We hope this podcast will encourage and inspire you as you continue to grow in your relationship with God and others. Well, good morning. So good to be with you. Well, I don't like to admit that I have bad habits, but I do. You do and I do. We don't want to admit it, but we have formed bad habits over the course of our lives. And one of my bad habits goes back as far as I can remember. I mean, it probably began when I was a very small child. And and unfortunately, it's one of those bad habits that people just think is gross, and I know it's gross, and I've tried to stop, but I can't, and it's the bad habit of biting my fingernails. Please don't think less of me. I know it's disgusting, but it's been something I've done over the course of my life, and as a result, it's become a bad habit. That's how habits work. It's something we do over and over again to the point where it just becomes a part of who we are. It's just something that we do. And that's what we're talking about in this series are habits, but not bad habits, good habits. Habits that can help us grow in our relationship with God. Habits that can help us grow in our relationships with others. And habits that can also help us take care of ourself. And today we're wrapping up this Make It a Habit series, and I know I've enjoyed it, I hope you're enjoying it. And when we kicked off this series, the first habit we talked about was having that quiet time in the Bible, that God has given us his word, and every day we wanna take that time to connect with God through his word, to hear his voice. Then we talked about having a, the habit of a Sabbath day, a 24-hour period of time each week where we take a break, where we, where we rest, where we stop, where we enjoy the gifts that God has given to us. Then we talked about the habit of connecting with others, that we can't do life alone, that we need people in our life, and we want to invite them in to our journey. And then last week, Pastor Tim talked about the habit of serving others. And he talked about how all of us have a gift that God has given us, not for ourselves, but to use to bless in the lives of others. So today, as we wrap up this Make It a Habit series, I think I could say that we've saved the best habit for last, and that would be a fair statement. But it's probably more accurate to say that we've saved the most challenging habit for last. And that is the habit of prayer. Now for me, I've had seasons where prayer has sort of felt easy or it's come natural. But, but I would say most of the time it just feels hard. And maybe you have felt that way. I've talked to a lot of people who just say, Josh, it's hard to pray. And I get that. I think a lot of times we feel maybe unworthy knowing the things that we do wrong or the things in our past, you know, can I really talk to God? Am I really worthy to do that? I think a lot of times we just struggle to know what to say. You know, I I can pray for a meal and thank God for food, but after that, 
I sort of run out of things to talk about. I know a lot of times we say, well, well, if God knows what I need or if he knows what I've done wrong, why do I even need to mention that if he already knows? And probably the most challenging question of all is if God has a plan and he has a purpose and he knows all things, how are my prayers really going to impact that? So today, this isn't gonna be just another talk about prayer. We wanna acknowledge that we have questions and that it's hard and that it's challenging, but wherever you are on your journey, whether you're interested in starting to pray or you're struggling to pray, or even if you have a strong prayer life right now, I believe today's message is going to help you. And to, to get there, we're gonna wrestle through four questions and look at some scriptures related to each of those questions. So the first question is, what is prayer? That's the first question we're gonna wrestle through. Then when should I pray? Is there a particular time that we should be praying? How should I pray? I think is gonna be a helpful question. And then really, the most difficult question is, why should I pray? So that's where we're gonna be going today. So let's start with the first question. And that is, what is prayer? What is prayer? Well, in its most basic, simple form, prayer is talking to God. It's speaking to God. And it's one of these religious words that I think we overcomplicate. Maybe you grew up in the church or had prayer books or had prayers you had to memorize and it's just gotten complicated for you. Prayer is really just talking to God. It's speaking to him in your own voice with your own words. You know, the first week of the series, we talked about the quiet time, the Bible. And we believe that that's how God speaks to us. His word, his words in the Bible were God breathed. So we believe that it's his very words that he's speaking to us. And prayer is how we speak back to God. That's how a good relationship works, where we listen and we speak. We listen and we speak. And prayer is our ability to speak to God. And we can have confidence that he hears us. Check out this verse from Psalm 18, verse 6. It says, I called to the Lord in my distress. And I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. I love that, that we cry out, we call out. We can have confidence that it's going to reach his ears and he will hear us. Another powerful passage from the book of Hebrews. This is one of my favorites in the scripture, Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to the confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. We don't have to be timid. We can go to God boldly. We can go to his throne and say, I need help. I need you to hear me. I need you to listen to the cry of my heart and his promise is that he will. Now, 
It's important to remember that prayer really is just talking to God. And one of the things I've heard over and over in the, over the years is like this, Josh, I can't pray like you. You know, you're a pastor, you know, you've got it figured out. You've got special words or, or God listens to you a little bit more. That's not true. You need to pray like you. Use your voice, use your words and talk to God as we're gonna see as your loving Father in heaven. So what is prayer? Simple, it's talking to God, it's speaking to God, confident that he hears us. The second question is this, when should I pray? When should I pray? And that's a great question, and I think there's actually two answers to that question, which might surprise you. I would say the first is at set times. I think having set times in our day is really helpful and builds a routine. And we see this in a couple different biblical characters. One was Daniel from the Old Testament who had a strong prayer life. And there came a point where it became illegal for him to pray, but it didn't stop him. So from Daniel chapter six, check this out. It says, when Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went into his house the windows in its upper room opened towards Jerusalem and three times a day, he got down on his knees, prayed and gave thanks to his God just as he had done before. So Daniel had a routine. He had these set times where he would stop what he was doing. It says he would open his window, drop to his knees and connect to his father. Another biblical example is from David, who also had a very rich prayer life. And, and he had a wide range of prayers, everything from prayers to laments and everything in between. From Psalm 119, we also see that he had some structure. So check this out. Psalm 119, 145 to 49 and 164. It says, I call with all my heart, answer me, Lord, I will obey your statutes. I call to you, save me, and I will keep your decrees. I rise before dawn and cry out for help. I put my hope in your word. I am awake through each watch of the night to meditate on your promise. In keeping with your faithful love, hear my voice. Lord, give me life in keeping with your justice. I praise you seven times a day for your righteous judgments. So it seems that Daniel had three times, David had seven times. And I think the point that we see is some structure does help. And in fact, this has helped me over the years at times. And in some circles of the church, they would call this praying the hours or praying at set hours of the day perhaps at 9 a.m. and noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m., different points where we stop and pray, that can be really helpful. But scripture also seems to indicate that praying at set times are helpful, but also praying all throughout the day is also helpful. A couple of my favorite verses, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 to 18 says this, rejoice always, pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
That word constantly means not ceasing, not stopping, unceasingly, continuously. That we have prayer and connection with God all throughout the day. You know, when I think about a healthy relationship, whether it be with your children or spouse, with friends, we have set times in which we communicate. You know, I think about breakfast or dinner. Those are set times in the day where we stop and we're intentionally communicating. But then also throughout the day, we're calling, we're texting, we're checking in. There's this seamless interaction throughout the day. I think that's a really healthy approach to our prayer life that we would have some set times, but then also be checking in with God. So I know for me, some set times help. So before we leave for the day, we gather up at the front door and put our hands in as a family and we take a moment to pray. And then at meals, at lunch and dinner, stopping intentionally to pray. And then at bedtime with our children and then personally, that's a time to just talk with God. So that helps me, but then also throughout the day, if I'm stepping into a difficult meeting or situation or if I'm feeling burdened or something great happens, I can spontaneously call out to God. So to answer that question, when should I pray? I would encourage you, have some set times that are a part of your routine, but then all throughout the day, be checking in with God through prayer. A third question, how should I pray? This is a great one. How should I pray? What are the kinds of things that should fill my prayers? And if you've asked that question, you're not alone. The disciples who walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, were up close and personal. They wanted to know as well, how should we pray? They said, Jesus, teach us to pray. And you're familiar with this. It's the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter six. But in this passage, we get a lot of instruction about how we should pray. Matthew 6 says this, therefore you should pray like this, our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and do not bring us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. You see, Jesus in the Lord's prayer was teaching his disciples how to pray, not necessarily what to pray. Now, I do believe the Lord's prayer is a wonderful prayer to pray. I memorized this as a child in the King James Version and and perhaps you've memorized it as well. And it's a wonderful prayer to pray that I think can be a part of your prayer life. But I think what Jesus was doing was giving them a structure. He was giving them a model. He was giving them some key things to incorporate in their prayer life. And and over time, Christians have taken the Lord's Prayer and have used it to form an acrostic, which we've talked about before, the ACTS acrostic, A-C-T-N-S. The A stands for adoration. When Jesus said, may your name be honored as holy, We're going to God with prayers of adoration. We're we're honoring his name. We're praising him for who he is and all that he has done, recognizing that he is so far different than any of us. We adore him. We praise his name. We take time to confess. 
where it says that we acknowledge that we have, have blown it. We acknowledge that we have fallen short. We have sinned against God, we have sinned against others. And we wanna bring those things to God and have that relationship renewed and restored. And that can be challenging, that can be difficult to name those things, but it's important that we take time to confess. The T stands for thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for. A roof over our head, clothes on our backs, a meal on our table, the air that we breathe, all of these things are from God. And we wanna take time to thank him for all that he has done. And then finally, the S is supplication. And this is where most of our prayers tend to end up, where we go to God and we say, here are the things that I need. Here are my requests for myself, for family, for friends, for the world. We bring those to God. Now, I think it's healthy to include all of these in your prayer life, but I also don't think you have to include all four every time you pray. There's some times where perhaps I see a sunset, we have a great sunset over the back of our house, and it just fills my heart with praise for God, our creator. So I might stand on my back deck and just say, God, thank you for who you are. You are amazing, you are our creator. Or there's times where maybe I have been unkind to my wife or children, maybe I've raised my voice or, or maybe I've done something to hurt a teammate or a friend where I just need to confess that. I just need to acknowledge it. Or those blessings, the moments, the gifts that God gives, God, thank you. Or there's times where I just need to go to him with my request and say, God, I need you right now. God, I need you to intervene. I need you to be with me. So I encourage you to include all of those in your prayer life. And then the fourth question would be this. And I do think this is probably the question that plagues us. The question where we would wonder, why does it matter? If God's got a plan, if God is all-knowing, if God has is, is already got it worked out, then why should I pray? Well, I could probably give you a list of 10, 20, maybe 30 reasons, but let me give you a few reasons why I pray. The first would be obedience. We're called to pray. It's an act of obedience. And this one in particular helps me whenever I'm struggling to pray. I'm reminded it's an act of obedience. It's an act of worship. We already looked at these verses, but I'll bring you to them again. First Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Sometimes people say, Josh, I don't know what God's will is. Well, his word makes it clear. The kinds of things that are his will for us, and this is one of them, that we would pray constantly. It's an act of obedience. I think secondly, and this is particularly important right now as we continue to face a challenging season, it brings me peace. It brings me peace. When I have all the worries of my heart and the stresses of the day and all that's going on around me, it, it gets me so worked up and I feel anxious. But when I go to God in prayer, it gives me peace. Some verses that are starting to wear out in the Bible that I read at home. 
Philippians chapter four, some of our favorites here at the Ridge. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's the promise. And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There are things that worry us. There are things that stress us out. Trust me, with four young kids, there's a lot of things that worry me, a lot of things that stress me out. And I know for you as well, and if you hold on to those things for yourself and try to figure them out, try to work them out, try to find solutions, you will be anxious, you will be worried, you will be stressed. The promise here is if we bring them to God, acknowledging that he is so much bigger than whatever I'm facing, that he will give you peace. That is his promise. Now we know that God doesn't always answer things the way that we want them answered. Sometimes God does say yes, and he answers our request with a yes. Sometimes he answers our request, but with a no. And sometimes he answers our request with a not yet, I've got something better. So we can trust that God hears our prayers and that he will respond according to his will. The third reason that I would give you is love. Obedience, peace, and love. I spend time in prayer because I love God and I know he loves me. I bring you to some familiar verses. Matthew 22, the great commandment. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together. One of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which command in the law is greatest? He said to them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. This is what it's all about. Loving God and loving others. When we go to God in prayer, it gives us the time and space to express our love to God for who he is and what he's done. It's also a time to receive his love. That's why I pray. That's why I would encourage you to pray as well. So to summarize prayer, what is prayer? What is prayer? It's talking to God as you would your loving Father in heaven. You don't need fancy words. You don't need to have it written down. You can speak from your heart, confident that he will listen. When should I pray? I would encourage some set times and then all throughout the day. How should I pray? With a good mix of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, bringing your requests. And then why should I pray? It's an act of obedience. It brings peace. And it gives us time to love our God and receive his love. So what do we do with this today? Well, I would say today, if you are already praying, 
And you would say, Josh, I have good rhythms, I have good routines, and I'm doing pretty well. I would say that's great. Keep going, stick with it. Perhaps for you, your step is to increase your time in prayer. Maybe an old-fashioned prayer list to write those things down, journal prayers. Maybe increase your time in prayer, praying for others. And today, if you're not praying or it's not really regular for you, I encourage you to make it a habit. Just start with one time in the day where you're going to pray. Maybe that's in the morning when you wake up. Maybe that's at lunch. Or maybe that's before you go to bed. But make it a habit just with one time. And over time, it will turn in to that life-giving habit. And I wanna remind all of us, as we've talked about through this series, that we've put these things together in what we've called our make it a habit plan, a plan that we think will help get you through the rest of this long winter. And that includes daily and weekly time to grow with God, to grow with others, and to take proper care of ourself. And you can find this plan on our website, download it. Even at my house, I've got this printed and hung up on my fridge so I can see these simple reminders. Now, as I've mentioned, there are times when prayer feels easy, where I can freely call out to God, confident that he hears me. But there's also times where it feels hard and I don't feel like I've got the words to say. Maybe that's where you are. Maybe you've been praying and praying and praying and, and you're not sure if God is listening. Or you have been praying and begging God for help in a particular area and you're not seeing a result. We have one more song for you. I wanna encourage you to lean in to ask God to speak to you through this song and be encouraged that when we call out to him, he will answer. Heaven's cars, they ain't been easy And I've been dealt the lowest hand And it gets tough before it gets any better Like I'm stuck watching fallen sand And though I feel it in my bones, I feel it underneath my skin. My Lord is with me. And he says, you will call and I will answer. I'll hold you up through the night. You The night will fall and the stars will rise up 
Bringing light when I can't stand And on this day, this very hour Yeah I embrace your glorious plan And though I feel it in my bones I feel it underneath my skin My Lord is with me and he says you will call and I will answer I'll hold you up through the night yeah for you my child will never ever be alone you will make it out alright And I will guide you through this life Oh, I will And I will guide you through this life But until now, this life I've had Was filled with doubt and pain But you, my Lord, have taken that And run to me God, we acknowledge that you are so good. You are so kind. You are amazing. You are the creator, the sustainer. We give you our praise. God, I, I confess, we confess as a church that we don't take time to pray as we should. We miss these opportunities to call out to you. God, we ask for your help that we would be a people of prayer. God, we thank you for all your blessings in this very moment, just to be able to worship you and have our hearts filled with joy and peace. We thank you for our church and our community, the roofs over our head, the meals on our tables. You have blessed us so richly, Lord, and we do bring our requests to you. God, there are so many hurts and so many pains. I'm aware, Lord, of people who are who are losing loved ones, whose children are in desperate need of hope. God, with jobs and, and all of these things, Lord, we bring our requests to you and we ask for your help. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you that we can call out in prayer, confident that you hear our voice. We love you. Thank you that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Ridge Weekly Podcast. If you'd like to hear more messages now, you can check out our past series at theridge.church slash messages or download the free Ridge app. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.